So over the summer, I was tapped by my cousin. I might have told you a little bit about this before, but um, I'm going to tell you about it again in a different way. Um, I was tapped by my cousin to come stay with her three children, all under the age of seven, who live in um, Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. And um, I stayed with them for about three, three and a half days. Um, and, you know, God bless parents. I, I think that's what I realized those three days. God bless parents. It felt like to me those three days, um, and I just adore these children. I adore them. But it felt like to me I was playing this perpetual game of saying yes and no the whole time I was there. With the six-year-old, um, it was more yeses with the six-year-old. So, yes, you can paint. Let's, let's get your smock on, Okay. Yes, yes, you can go on a scavenger hunt. What a great idea that is to use your time this, this day. I mean, that's much better than watching TV. So yeah, of course you can. Yes, you can have a popsicle. Thank you so much for asking nicely after you finished your whole sandwich. But during the weekend, I felt like I said no more than I said yes, because there's two little boys, younger than the six-year-old, And I'm pretty sure um, that the books, I I mean, I I imagine there are books out there somewhere that say that like saying no over and over again to a child is probably not, I don't know, is it a horrible way of motivating children? I I don't know. But like that's all that was in my tool belt. So I thought to myself, I, I bet, I bet mom and dad, I bet their mom and dad probably don't say no this much. I'll have to ask them later how to, how to train me on not to say no, but like all weekend. No, 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 no. And I began to have this fear that all of these no's would like ruin these children. I had this fear that the boys would grow up. One of them, like Max, would think that his name is no, no, no. And the other one would say, uh, 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 is his name. And so like, but I'm chasing these, this like three-year-old and this one-and-a-half-year-old around. And then something happens. They start parrot, not parenting, parroting, parrot, P-A-R-R-O-T, in, to me, the same thing I'm saying to them. If we were watching Mickey Mouse Christmas Edition in the middle of June, and I went to change the channel, Max would say, Michelle, no, no, no. (laughs) I see you, so I have a feeling you've done this before, and I have a feeling your parents say no, no, no. I have a feeling, I have a feeling. Mikey, it's bath time, and he says no, 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 and he's running down the hallway naked, and I'm chasing him, and I'm saying, Mikey, no, 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 and he's saying back to me, Michelle, no, no, no. (laughs) Parents, like, parents here, can I ask you a question? Do you, do you ever feel like you're parenting by negation? Yeah, like all the time. I did it for three days, and it was exhausting for me, so I don't know, like, I don't know how you do that. After that weekend, I was talking to my dad about this, and I was thinking about all the no-no-nos, this tendency to say this, the, all the uh-uh-uhs, and so I asked my dad, Dad, like, was this the way it was for you? Like, how was it with, you, with me, like, growing up? And he reminded me of this time when I was 14, and I threw an emphatic, like, waving, mocking, feathered finger at my dad as he turned to walk out of my bedroom after he had said no to me, um, only for him to spin back around to finish that lecture and to catch me in the middle of the waving. (laughs) And so I got in trouble, of course. And it all started with my dad saying no to me. I wanted to go to Tyler McLeod's house. He thought that was a bad idea. 
I tried to convince him that his parents were home. I said, he's just going to help me with my homework. My dad didn't buy it, of course. And so I started to raise my voice and draw out that teenage snark. (laughs) And I don't know if he knew that Tyler's mom and dad were not home, but bound and determined to get out of the house, I flied that finger and bound and determined my dad was to not let me out of the house. Until eventually I had had enough and I stormed into my bedroom, closed the door, and then punched the door. Remembering this story as I felt like the no's were kind of outweighing the yeses of that weekend, my dad said this to me. You know, what you, what you didn't get then, that it seems like you're beginning to get now, is that the only times I ever said no to you were the times I was trying to save you. And I kept thinking that as I was reading through 1 Samuel this week, this story before the call of David is a story of God saying, no, 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 no. Martin Luther, the theologian, said that God always tucks God's yes underneath God's no. Every time God says no to us, there is this hidden yes underneath. And that's what we read in 1 Samuel today. The Israelites are clamoring for a king, right? I mean, after all, every nation worth respecting has a king. They look around at the other nations, the Babylonians, and they say, you know, you know what we're missing? We're missing stability, and we're missing protection, and we're missing power, and we need, we need an empire. That's what we need. That's what will make us great. Just give us a king. And God looks at Israel and says, No, no, no. You're not supposed to be a nation. You're supposed to be my people for all nations. And they bang their fist on that bedroom door. Hey, God. Hey, God. We need someone to protect us. We need you to fight our battles for us. Give us a king. Come on, give us a king. You've got to give us a king. And God says, no, no, no. You're not supposed to be warriors in this world. You're supposed to be the people that bring peace in this world. And they bang their fists harder on that door. Babylon, Bab- Babylon looks really good to them as they look at ba- all that Babylon has. They say, hey, God, we need prosperity, some way to secure some kind of financial wealth and economic status. Can you give us a king who can... Be that for us who can secure our financial future, that security. And God says, no, no, no. Have you met kings? A king is going to take your sons and your daughters and make them fight in wars. A king is going to take a tenth of everything you own. A king is going to make claim over your kids and your parents and over your life. That's not security. That's insecurity. That's not freedom. That's bondage. No, no, no. And Israel just bangs harder and harder and harder on that door. And as we lead up to this passage where we get introduced to David for the first time, we hear God saying, no. But Luther is right. Tucked underneath each of those no's is God's yes. 
No, you're not supposed to be a nation. Yes, you're supposed to be with all nations. No, you don't pledge allegiance to one flag so that it makes you blind to a hurting and unjust world. Yes, you're a part of my movement, which is international and is not compromised by borders. No, you're not supposed to find your security and economic status. Yes, you're supposed to find your identity and simplicity and servitude. No, you're not supposed to be warriors. You're supposed to be peaceful. Do you see, do you see those yeses tucked beneath God's nose? And Israel just keeps banging on the door, and God opens the door in time to catch Israel's flying feathered finger in God's face, and we arrive to what I believe is the saddest moment in all of scripture. Where it says that after Israel banged on that door long enough, God relented and gave them the desires of their hearts. And from that point on, Israel has to live in the hell of being in Babylon's game, not Israel's game. They refuse to look for the yes tucked underneath God's no, and it kills them. And they end up in exile, and we're going to talk about that next week. And they turn away, and the rest of the book is them having to unpack the damage that is done when you, ba- when you p- bang on God's door and God relents. God says, no, no, no. But Saul became king. And as our scripture said this morning, God regretted Saul's kingship. And so God sends Samuel to find and call and beckon out of simplicity and servitude, David. No, no, no. My people will not have a king that flaunts his size and his wealth and his power and his crowd sizes and his strength. Yes, yes, yes. My people will learn what it means to rely on the strength and abundance and power of their God through this youngest, smallest, insignificant David. No, 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 you are not going to be a people who wage war. Yes, I'm going to arm one teenager with some pebbles so that I can show you my might. No, no, no. You're not going to be a people who secure your own power and financial wealth. Your silver and gold do not impress me. But yes, you're going to be like David, whose offering is not wealth, but dancing and singing and exuberant praise that we find all throughout the Psalms before the Lord of hosts. No, 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 David, you are not going to choose your own pride and desire and sin to take down the line from which Jesus will reign. Yes, I forgive you for killing your friend and sleeping with his wife. Yes, it's not the end for you. It's only the beginning. After hearing God's no time and time and time again, the good news for David, who was not perfect, is that he became a master at hearing God's yeses tucked beneath the nose. 
The witness of scripture and the saints tells us that the art of following Jesus, of being a Christian for the long haul, is not getting it all right, is not being this person of super faith, but it is becoming masters of hearing God's yes tucked underneath God's no. The truth is that this story is still sacred because it's always God's people's story. We hear God say no to us all the time. We're still people who look at the nations and the world around us and start clamoring for what we see, right? We might even start praying for it. God, I wish I, wish I had a better job. I wish I had more money so that I could live a life that looks more like that. I could live in this different way. I could live like the people I envy. And God says, no, no, no. I really meant it when I told you, told you to pray for daily bread, to be people who pray for sustenance daily, to have more than you need is not the call for your life. We let the nations make us scared, of course, just like they did then. We need security. God save us from our enemies here and abroad. Just take out ISIS. Take out North Korea. Just wipe them out, God. That'd be great. That would be great. Let our king go to battle for us. And God says, no, 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 my child. You are to be people who love your enemy even if they kill you. You are to be people who witness to another way of dealing with evil in the world that looks a lot more like the cross than a tank. Sickness invades our bodies or the bodies of loved ones we know, and we pray fervently for God to heal us. And sometimes God does, and sometimes God says, no, no, no. You're to be people who trust and believe in resurrection even in the face of death. The real work of faith is learning to find God's hidden yes tucked underneath God's obvious no, because the no's are always more obvious. And here's the thing. If you do it long enough, you'll find yourself, yourself starting to sound a lot like God, starting to parrot this God. You'll find yourself walking around in the world saying, no, no, no. <laughs> I will not live that way. I'm called to something else entirely. You'll find yourself reading the newspaper. Who reads the newspaper? You'll find yourself reading Politico online, or you'll find yourself watching the news, and you'll say, no, 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 that's not right. That's not good. That's not holy. That's not God. That's injustice. That's oppression. That's evil. No, no, no. That's not right. On two different Sundays this month, we received members into our congregation. And did you pay attention <laughs> to the very first thing we have them do? The first thing we have them do is to say no. And those who became members are thinking, no, I said yes. What? <laughs> the first question we ask is, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? The first thing we ask them to say is, no, 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 no to sin and death and destruction and oppression and injustice so that they can say yes to God. 
Every first Sunday, there's a group of folks who go into D.C. and serve these meals to the homeless there. And these folks who serve could do just so many things on Sunday, Sunday evenings. Like, there's a million things they could be spending their time doing. But every single Sunday around 5 o'clock, and I have to do this too, every single Sunday at 5 o'clock, I would rather pour my glass of wine and begin my evening, and I have to say, no, no, no. In order to say yes to God, who is doing something really wonderful in a city just down the road, I don't know what God has been saying no to you about. But I guess that sometimes you find yourself on the other side of that door banging. And sometimes you might even fly that feather finger at God. And every time you pray, God seems to say no. And so today, I invite you to listen in. What is that no? Don't ignore it, because we don't know what to do with it. And then we get into this defense of God mode. Don't ignore it. Usually the no is what's glaring. Usually the no is what makes us uncomfortable. What's the no? Write it down. And then here's the work of faith. Start digging for what that hidden yes is underneath that no. And the things in your life you just don't understand and you do not have answers, what's the hidden yes? Because underneath every no from God is an invitation that starts with yes. If you find that yes, whatever it is for you, if you find that yes, that's when you'll be saved. Yes.